Hello, my siblings in Christ. I'm so grateful that you guys were able to tune in to season two of Prepare with Ari. This season, I really just want to focus in on who Jesus is and the things that he's done in my life and not only my life, but some of the lives of people that I know and some of the lives of people that I do not know. I believe that testimony and sharing testimony is the best way to lead people back to Jesus and to lead people to want to know him and to accept him because of the miracles and the amazing things that happens in our lives and not only that but just the amount of um unconditional love that we re receive from him and just that that's the type of love that you don't get from anything or anybody else on this planet so this season we're really going to focus in on jesus um the title of this first episode is called in the waiting room with jesus so before we get into this I want to say a quick prayer and then we'll go ahead and dive into what this really means. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to come together to be able to bring glory and praise to your name. Father, we thank you that you loved us so much that you sent your only son to die on the cross for not only our sins, but to give us eternal life. Because you love us so much, you walked this earth in the flesh to rid us of the sin that we failed to keep committing. Father God, I ask that you uh, place it on the hearts of the listeners to turn to, to you, to learn who you are, and to seek your face through your son. Father God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit, that that is a gift that Jesus gives as we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Father God, I ask that you would just be with us and lead and guide this to sound exactly how you want it to. We thank you, Father God, for the seasons where things are so comfortable that they are uncomfortable. Because in that season, that is when the breakthrough is just about to submerge. We thank you, Father God, for knowing us by name and knowing every desire and every need of our hearts, Father God. I pray that the person listening to this podcast would go to you with everything that they want, every desire on their heart, and make the vision plain to you so you can lead them to what it is that you have called them to do. These are all the, the blessings that I ask. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So what is the waiting room? What is it like waiting in a room with Jesus, being in a waiting room with Jesus? So this is a period in your life where you're no longer at the breaking point, no longer at rock bottom, no longer hurting and confused. You have done the work that needs to be done to heal. You have followed his instruction. You have stopped doing the things that feels good to your flesh. Those specific instructions that he has given you to stop living according to the flesh. And now you know the breakthrough is coming and it starts to get a little bit uncomfortable. So I know I've told you guys in the past that I had my own wilderness season where I had ate too many edibles and your girl almost lost her life. And it was very much like one of those things and one of those situations that it just happened. Like I just did it without even thinking about it. And that was a situation that Jesus used to bring me closer to him because I remember so clearly that when I was going through my high and when the drugs were passing through my body 
that I was looking off to the side of the bed for just one split second I seen Jesus standing there with his arms wide out and the holes in his hands I could literally see through the holes of his hands see the room through the holes of his hands and I didn't see the front of him but I seen the back of him and I knew that that was our Lord and Savior even though I had no relationship with him at the time so from then on my anxiety that I had got from that day grew into panic attacks I was scared to leave my house and go to work and I was in a relationship that God was trying to deliver me from and I remember just thinking that my whole life was falling apart I was still trying to get my degree in chemistry um, and it just felt like it was never ending and that my I was losing my mind but in that time period God had worked with me and he helped remove myself from that relationship that I had so hardly <laughs> tried to uh, remove myself from but relying on my own strength I failed miserably and even up until this point there's things that God um, put laces on my heart to do like fasting or to stop eating so much sugar or to go to sleep at a certain time like little simple life instructions that I fail to sometimes do because I'm in the flesh the good thing about knowing Jesus is that he does not judge us for being in the flesh he only loves us and his grace extends out to us so you can be a sinner and you can fail miserably at the things that you have a desire to change and that you feel that the father is calling you to change and he still extends his grace out to us because we love him how did i get to the point of loving jesus it was just the simple fact that over time i started to realize that as everything was falling apart that he was always there to catch me i mean like your girl would have mental breakdowns on top of mental breakdowns and um just being in the workplace being in corporate world and dealing with customers and just the things of the world that may bring you down just realizing how much jesus really does love you and care for you that you can go to him with any problem and he's really quick to fix it now it might not happen exactly in that moment but he shows up when the time is needed and your constant seeking and praying and, and asking for him to step into those situations, he hears it and he shows up in unexplainable ways. So fast forward, now we have done all the healing work. We have stopped looking for love in other people. We have um, accepted what his purpose is for our lives. We have, and just to explain that to you, God has told me that I was going to be a wife, a mother, and a teacher. Those were the three things that he revealed to me. Over time, he started to drop little nuggets down, little golden nuggets down, and tell me more about who he has called me to be over time. But one of the things that I really just appreciate was just him giving me purpose when I thought that my life was over. Um, but fast forward to the point where we have now accepted these things and now walking in that purpose and now moving in a direction that is calling us to step into it. So this period, the waiting period, is like being in a room where you know something is about to happen and it makes you so uncomfortable because you're being called to it. 
It's like going to the doctor's office and the doctor calls you to the back of the room when the time is ready, when the, when the doctor is ready to receive you. Well, that's exactly how God works when it comes to allowing us to step in our purposes. He will allow us to sit in a waiting room and then he's like, the time is now. I've called you to do it. Do it. You may have done the little work to get there because faith without works is dead, like driving to the doctor's office. But being called to do the work is a different type of uncomfortable. So I'm telling you now that God has called me to teach. One of the things that he has placed on my heart to do was to mentor and to teach young girls. Not only did he call me to do that, but he's actually made it happen in the physical with baby steps. So today is one of the days that I'm actually mentoring and preaching to, well, today is actually yesterday, y'all, because I recorded a day early. But today is actually one of the days that I'm preaching to my youth um, ministry. And they are doing their own youth ministry and just asked me to come in as a guest speaker. And I knew that God wanted me to do it, just do it, scared and all. And so that is exactly what I'm going to do. This season, I know that this is just the beginning. This is just one little step to the big picture that God has placed out for me in my life. I never could have imagined doing something and being so passionate and being so happy about it. I make no money doing my podcast. I make no money doing any of the things that I do on social media. But I'm so grateful to see that God is showing me that this is where my true passion lies because I'm not making any money doing it and I love doing it. So in this season, I can feel in my spirit that Jesus is here just pruning me and preparing me to step into what he has called me to do. It is in the point, the waiting room is in the point where you have decided to fully immerse yourself in what God has called you to do. It is when you break up with every desire of yours and you lean into exactly what the Father is calling you to do. He waits on us in this waiting room as well for us to be able to be open to receive what it is he has called us to do. God doesn't work in the way that we think that he works. He is a God that wants you to want what he wants. So he's not going to force you to do anything. Um, one of the things that I'm going to talk about m with my kiddos today is about how I had a plan to go back to school to get my master's in cosmetic science and then I fell through. And it was because I wasn't passionate about that work. Now I understand that the things that we want to do in life is going to require hard work. And I know that God is calling me to go back. But it fell through the first time not because God didn't call me to do it, but because my heart posture was not ready to receive. So God is not going to call you to do something or allow you to do something until you so are ready to receive it. And I had to receive it from him because I wanted to do it for him. If I was doing it for myself, it would always fall through. So I do have a couple of scriptures that I want to read to you guys today. We're going to be in Romans chapter 6, verse 22, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, and Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. 
so in chapter in Romans chapter 6 verse 22 I actually realized I want to add 23 on there so it reads but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord so when you decide to break up with the desires of your heart and carry your cross, kill the flesh and carry your cross, you decide to walk with Jesus Christ. You decide to accept him in as your Lord and Savior and admit that he is the Lord and Savior, the Messiah. And when you do that, that is when he is able to freely move into your life. And this is not a relationship that is forced on you. That is how beautiful and how loving our God is that he will never force you to do anything. So even in the midst of um, him not in that moment doing anything for you, he's still not going to force you to go and seek him. He's still not going to force you to have that relationship. He waits patiently. He is such a patient God and so merciful because when you do go to him, no matter how many years it takes you to actually go to him, he is ready to receive you all the time. Our Lord and Savior wants to give you the gift of eternal life because he knows how temporary this life is. If you ask me, just thinking about how Satan was cast out of heaven and now there is a heaven and a hell and there's two places for people to go. And if you don't believe in that, there's a lot of people that can share their testimonies about seeing hell or almost being gone and God showing them where they were headed if they didn't turn their life around. Because God loves us so much, he gives us a wake-up call or a warning that would, that is supposed to bring us back to him. But God loves you so much that he wants to give you eternal life, a life after this life. He wants you to return home to him. But when we come down here, our flesh is so limited and it makes us focus in on the wrong things but when you hear him calling for you and you hear him wanting to have a relationship with you just lean into it because it will be the best thing that you have ever done for yourself you're i'm talking about you're going to experience the type of love that you cannot get from your mama your daddy your best friend, your boyfriend, your husband. Like this love is going to be just for you. And the most beautiful part about it is he has enough for everyone to go around. No, None of us have that um, capacity to love so unconditionally. Even though we are to spread the gospel, spread love, we're so limited by our flesh. So it is impossible for us to be perfect. Jesus was the only perfect one walking this earth in the flesh still in the in the presence and being the spirit of God so like don't try to be perfect just seek him and lean into him and want to build a better relationship with him James 1 2 through 4 reads consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters Whenever you face trials of any kind because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So in this waiting room, when you come up out of your wilderness season, 
you learn about the miracles and the ways that Jesus can move and perform freely in your life. So when he's pivoting you in the direction of stepping into your purpose and receiving a life of abundance, you learn that your faith produces perseverance. So you're not going to be discouraged. You're actually going to do it and you're going to do it scared. You're going to do it tired. You're going to be willing to do it because of what he's already done for you in the past. Because you know what your God is capable of and you know what he is capable of doing. You're going to do it and you're not going to question if he is calling you to do it. You're going to have perseverance because of your faith. Because you're allowing him to finish a work within you, you're going to be mature. He's going to give you wisdom. And yes, with wisdom comes experience, and with wisdom comes revelations, and with with wisdom comes testimonies. But all of these things are bringing glory to the kingdom. And all of these things are used to give you a life that you deserve. It says in verse 4, Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That means that if you choose to walk with Jesus Christ, if you choose to allow him to take you to the waiting room, to where you're going to step into your purpose, then you are allowing yourself to live a life of never lacking. That means in the midst of failure, anytime you fail, anytime you fall on your face, that you know what your God is capable of doing. And because you know what he's capable of doing, you lack nothing. Because in him, you have all that you need and more. God is a provider. I remember when I was living with my grandmother and he told me that he would provide for everything. This was before I moved into my apartment. And I was thinking, am I hearing Jesus? And I knew I knew that it was Jesus because of how handsome and how soft and gentle his voice was. And I had already opened up my heart and cried because I didn't know him and didn't build a relationship. I had rejected him for so long. I had rejected building a relationship with the one being, the one spirit, the one love that wanted to love me the correct way. And as soon as I accepted him, I have not regretted it a day at all because it is just pure joy, pure love, pure guidance. Even when I fall on my face, even on the days that I don't feel pretty or I don't feel good enough because we all still have to deal with self-love. He is in my head reminding me of who I am and picks me back up because in him I cannot fail. In him I may fall but I will not fall and be defeated because he will be there to pick us up every single time so that is another good reason why it is so important for us to want to build a relationship with our lord because in him we may face you know trials and have to build perseverance and we have to build our faith and allow our faith to produce these things but we'll never lack anything because of who he is not even life itself If you think about how you get eternal life from this temporary life just for accepting him for who he is.
So the last place that we're going to be in is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 through 6. It says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and men. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So in this waiting room season where you have an idea of what's waiting for you when you get called to the back, still, God will make your path straight. He doesn't want you to try to take control of the place where he's taking you. He just wants you to follow his steps. Because when we try to take control of the place that God has called us, we try to figure out what the days coming ahead will look like. One of the things that um, always falls through for me is using a planner. Now, he did call me to get a planner, but this planner looks way different than any of the planners that I have used in the past, where I plan out what I'm going to do in the day. Now, writing down goals and executing them, reasonable um, goals that you can ex execute in a planner is definitely recommended. But for me, I've always tried to put too much on my plate and look forward and ahead and and make myself do things but my, without realizing how limited my flesh is. I still need time to rest. I still need time to do other things that I enjoy and to, to wind down and to relax. And God does not want us to feel like we need need to overwork ourselves to get what to get to where He has called us to go. So I had to learn to break up with wanting to control where God has called me, and just show up to where He has placed and ordained my steps. And He does it so effortlessly. Like when when opportunities come your way. Most of the time, you know exactly if they are from God because it aligns to what he said about you. But sometimes the enemy can send counterfeits and confuse you. And if you go forth and take that without taking it to the Father or without thinking about what he has already said about you, you will find yourself in a very confusing, lost situation. So God doesn't want us to try to take control of the situation. It doesn't mean that we won't be working. It just means that we understand that where he has called us, the steps have to be ordained to look exactly how he had planned for it to look. We are also unique and different. He has blessed us all with a unique gift and none of us are exactly the same. None of us. So that just tells you how intentional God is when he ordains your steps. So when you get in the waiting room period, this is not a room, room where you're sitting comfortably. You are still practicing and stretching your faith. You're still reading the word. You're still doing what he has called you to do in that moment. But it is right before the breakthrough, right before you receive, right before he gives you exactly the things that he has promised you right before you walk directly into that purpose. And even when you walk into that season, there's still going to be things that you learn. Things that you'll learn that you'll be able to pass on to people around you, people younger than you, to heal the people that have come before you. Because that is what God does. 
He uses us to serve his kingdom and the people are of his kingdom. So he uses us not to serve man, but to serve the purpose of the kingdom, which is to bring man back to him. So when you do get in this waiting season, be grateful for this season. Because, yes, you're going to be uncomfortable. It is going to cause you to have to show up in places and show up in rooms that you would have normally not have placed yourself in. But it is such a beautiful place to be. Even in the midst of being tired, you still find the fire and the drive through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by doing the work that he has called you to do. And you don't complain doing it. Not at all because you love doing it and it is what brings you joy because he has called you to it and he knows that you love it so when it comes to purpose and what God has called you to do do not question the steps and the ways that he is leading you even if you do not understand it says do not lean on your own understanding I wish that I would have took that advice a long time ago when God was trying to tell me that before because I relied on my flesh, I went in a circle, a wind, a wind full, I don't even know how to say it, a, a wind swirl of emotions that I could have avoided just by listening to him when he said, do not lean on your own understanding. But now that I understand completely, I'm able to share that with you. And I want you to understand that you do not have to know the answer. You just have to show up. You just have to show up and showing up means reading your Bible. Showing up means finding a church home. Showing up means watching a sermon at home. Showing up means getting connected to people who know him. Showing up means just being in the place, in the right place at the right time to receive his spirit. And ultimately, the most important thing is seeking him. To understand who he has called you to be in this life. None of us were made to live a mediocre lifestyle. That is something that man plants, and that is something that man says. I work in corporate currently, but I can guarantee you that that is not where my journey ends. I can guarantee you that I will live a life of financial freedom, of spiritual freedom.